Hello, everybody. It's Keith. Help support the Northeast scene and declare yourself a member today. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or your podcast medium of choice. Rate us and leave a review. Every little bit helps. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It has every podcast episode plus other exclusive content. Like and leave a comment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TheNEScene. Also, continue to write us at NortheastScene at gmail.com. We want to share your experiences as well. And now, here's the show. You know, and I'll tell you, I'm really enjoying this marriage thing. You think about each other. You care about each other. It's wonderful. Plus, I love saying my wife. Once I started saying it, I couldn't stop. My wife this. My wife that. It's an amazing way to begin a sentence. My wife has an inner ear infection. (laughs) See? I like that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Northeast Scene Podcast. This is Keith. And Tommy. Welcome back, everybody. It's Monday again, and you know what that means. It's Northeast Scene time. And tonight, we've been talking about it for a minute, (laughs) but it's finally happening. We're going to talk to Tommy's wife, Kelly, and we're going to ask her about her life, and we're also going to ask her what the deal is with Tommy. I mean, Tommy, what's your deal? So many things. So <laughs> many. Like I, I, thinking about this made me nervous at first because you sent me this text this morning. You're like, "Hey, let's let's maybe do Kelly tonight." And I was like, "Okay." So I texted her, and immediately there was no hesitation on her part. She was just like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." And I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, yeah. Ugh. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it because, folks, if you're a newer listener. You probably don't know. My ex was on the show at one point. I uh, Actually, Tommy, I don't think you knew this. We, we had gotten into a big fight about something, and we got over it and worked through it. And I was like, ah, let me have her on the show. This will show our love, and, you know, she has, has an interesting career, so that'll be good. And so, yeah, let's do it. And, uh, well, that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> it's i i will say that was a really good episode i like talking to her she's really like i mean she has very interesting backstory but my point in saying all this is i was nervous i was nervous because i don't know what's going to happen or what she's going to say or if it's going to go well and i imagine maybe you feel the same way too i my only concern is actually i don't really have anything like outright that i'm like oh no but in my head i'm going like I know that Kelly, Kelly, just for some context, my wife doesn't know anything about hardcore. Like she didn't know anything about punk rock. She was for very good reasons, scared going to shows because in my head, I'm like trying to prepare her like of what it might look like, what it might sound like, what people might say to you. And you know what her biggest concern was? What should I wear? (laughs) <laughs> and i was like see i like that i like yeah. that she was like uh i just don't want people to tease me about something on my shirt and i was like oh that's 
that's the least of your problems. You're, you should be worried about getting a fucking Air Max to decide to fucking head. That's, <laughs> that's what you should be worried about. Is someone, someone with a basketball jersey that says Cabal DNA on it clubbing you in the face. That's what you should be worried about. And she did know that at the drive-in were the guys with the hair. She, yes. And uh, she, uh, this was going back years and years and years, but when Circa was living in that house, when Circa was living in that house in Doylestown, uh, we went up there for New Year's Eve, and it was really funny to watch my wife kind of break off from me and talk to other people. And people are like loving her, laughing, t- like joking, getting her drinks. Like, and in my head, I'm going like, "See, this is why I love her so much. Like, she, you could put her in any crowd with any type of per- like person, and she's just gonna just be herself and be fun." And it was, uh, it was really nice because <laughs> Anthony was like. Where'd Kelly go? And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's out there. You guys had a fire pit out back. I know she's like from the Poconos. She really likes being outside. Like I, she's probably sitting out back by the fire pit. And sure enough, it went out there. She's out there drinking a beer, hanging out. Yeah, she is a really nice person. No ego or bullshit or or anything like that. Just genuinely nice. And I'm curious to talk to her to hear about your guy's origin story from her perspective and to get some deep details of what goes on in that house and you know to ask her i really want to ask her if you talk as much at home and like what her napalm death button is uh no don't answer it don't answer it we gotta we gotta build suspense should i tell the origin story of us and then see how ours is or mine is different from hers that's a brilliant idea. Yes, go ahead. All right. So my junior year of college, I moved into a very, very large it, – it looked like a mansion from the outside, uh, but it had been converted into one, two, three, four, five small apartments. I lived on the top – or the second floor, and she lived on the first floor on the right-hand side. And when I came home like the first couple days, like in uh, – you know, we would come up to school early because we would have what they call fall ball, like lacrosse practice in the fall because it's it's actually a spring sport, but you're allowed to practice in the fall for a certain number of games or for a certain number of uh, practices. So uh, she saw us coming in and out and she wanted to be, you know, kind of make sure everything was copacetic with everybody and that everybody got along. So what she did was, I don't know if it was her and her roommate or just herself, she made uh, a few trays of lasagna and put a note in everybody's mailbox and said, hey, on such and such a night, I'm going to have people over and we can all hang out and, you know, eat some lasagna and get to know each other and drink some beers. So that was my first real experience with her was eating at her house. Then she started dating my old roommate. So my roommate was the goalie for our lacrosse team. And they went out a couple months, maybe. I don't think they went out more than, a, you know, a few times. They started going out and then, you know, things kind of went sour with them. I forget how we really started hanging out, but I know that the first kind of instance of it was we would have parties at our house upstairs and, you know, kind of returning the favor with being nice about, you know, giving us lasagna. When we were having people over, I would go downstairs and knock and say like, hey, we're having people over tonight if you want to come and stop up. She did. After she was incredibly drunk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she would she would go out to other people's parties and hang out there. And then when she came home, she would come and hang out with us. 
keep in mind it's a bunch of dudes playing lacrosse so it would just be us kind of hanging out like we weren't allowed to like party party uh so you know we would keep it very like just let's hang out at the house and play darts and drink a couple beers like nothing serious no crazy like everybody's incredibly drunk kind of stuff so i forget exactly how it started but she kind of started to rely on us to be like I don't, she didn't like her friends. There was a lot of people she was friendly with that were like very materialistic, very uh, much associated with, oh, you can't talk to that person or you hang out with the wrong people. Um, We were the wrong people. I mean, a lot of the times in those scenarios, she was like, I I like hanging out with you guys because you guys are actually fun and don't give a shit what kind of clothes I wear or anything like that. And it's like, yeah, just come and hang out. It's funny. Um, But it was just a bunch of dudes and her. So, she get, got the nickname girl because she was literally the only girl. <laughs> and, and so, so get to more of you and her meeting. All right. So my senior year, we kind of just hung out a lot. Uh, I got a job working at a pizza place. So she, she knew I was sober on Friday and Saturday nights most times. Uh, so if she had too much to drink at a party and did not want to walk home, Uh, She would just call my cell phone. I would come and scoop her up or that kind of stuff. Like just kind of like, you know, very friendly. Like I'll walk down and go grab you from this bar and walk you home. Did you catch a vibe at that time? No, not at all. Not at all. See, I'm real dumb with that stuff. The girl basically has to tell me like, I like you. Yeah. And and then I'm like, oh. We came again. So senior year started. We lived in the, uh, I had moved out of that house that she was in. Uh, she stayed in her apartment with her roommate, and I moved uh, a couple blocks over. She called me when I was up at school. like, And w- again, we were up there really, really early because of lacrosse. And my wife, at the time, she was working at a uh, kind of like upscale steakhouse as a waitress. And, and rather than driving all the way home, she would just crash at her apartment in Wilkes-Barre. So she uh, called me and said, hey, I, I'm actually in Wilkes-Barre tonight. And we're like, get out of here. So I was hanging out with my one friend, this kid, uh, Nate. I don't want to say his real name, but Big Nate. He's a gigantic dude that played lacrosse with me, nice kid. Um, he was like, let's go to the liquor store. He's like, let's hang out. We'll go pick up Kelly and we'll go do something fun. And I was like, okay, cool. So we went out and bought a huge bottle of Kettle One Vodka. Because we were like, this is going to be nice. We're back at school. Let's celebrate and buy some like decent liquor. Liquor. So we did. I can tell you one thing about Kelly's version of this story. What's that? It's going to be a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so we went to her house. And I don't remember where we went out. But I know at the end of the night, uh, we came back to her apartment. And she was like, hey, do you want to see my room? And I was like, sure. And, uh, it was the weirdest thing in the world because her bedroom was all the way in the back and it didn't have a door. It just had a curtain and the coat like went across it. I was like, Oh, okay. And then she started making out with me and that was pretty much it. And we've been married for 12 years and have three kids. Well, that's beautiful. It was nice. And it's actually, I can't wait for her version of it because in my head, she's going to bring up a couple things. The kettle one vodka for sure. Yes. Girl being called girl. (laughs) <laughs> and i think the other thing is like her she didn't get along like or not that she didn't get along but she started to kind of see her friends as not nice people and kind of manipulative and kind of very centered around 
oh, you have to hang out with the right people. And it's like, we were the wrong people forever. Like I was not only like part, like the lacrosse team was kind of like already pariahs anyway, because we weren't like, you know, we weren't winning a ton of games and uh, we weren't like football players. So none of us were like super, like incredibly in good shape or anything like that. But also I was like intensely, like I looked like somebody that, I, I looked like a guy for, that was trying to stand out as punk rock in a place where there was basically nobody that was punk rock and super tight jeans, always ridiculously tight t-shirts that had like goofy stuff, you know, like Rolling Stones t-shirts that were clearly like meant for like, you know, a 120 pound woman. Like I would wear it. Was <laughs> to, um, yeah. It, it, it was a very obvious, like I did not belong. And uh, I think Kelly picked up on that pretty quickly. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been around those crowds that are like, oh, we don't talk to them, or oh, we don't, you know, it's it's just lame people. Lame people. Kelly made the right choice. But she wasn't like, you know, straight bangs and fucking skin-tight jean kind of girl. She wasn't like, no tattoo, no owl tattoos or any crazy shit like that. See, I'm into that. Yeah, so for me, I, I'm into whoever's into me. <laughs> some people have a type, you know, like they're like, oh, I really like this type of girl. I, like, I have a type. I have a type, but my type typically ends up being a huge pain in the ass. So I, I don't think it's my type anymore. I've been out with other people and they bring their significant other with them, male or female. And it's like, this person can't hold a conversation. Like, how do you, how do you spend your life with this person? Like, yeah. Do you ever talk to someone and you just feel the blood draining from your face? It's, it's just like, they're still going. They're still, and I'm not making fun of you right here. I'm this party I was at the other week. There was this person there who just kept talking and talking about nothing. And, and then like, I'm sitting next to another person and I'm looking at her, like she's still going. And then the other girl just gets up and leaves. And I was like, wow, what a superhero. Like I'm sitting here pretending to listen to this, to be nice. She just gets up. I actually, uh, I have very little patience or stuff like this. And I can just share this because he's a sub at my work, but we hired a new sub and, uh, he is a very close talking person, which in the age of Corona is a very horrible habit to have. He also is one of those people that if you bite on what he's talking about, you're signing up for a 15 or 20 minute conversation. So walking out one day, he was like, Hey, did I tell you what I told my ex-wife? And I was like, I'm really sorry. So-and-so like, I, I, I have to run. Like my, I, my wife has an appointment. I got to go home and watch the kids. And he's like, Oh, okay. So I walked a little bit faster to get it, you know, get away from him. Yeah. And we all, we all leave through the same exit or entrance and exit in the front of the building. And as we were walking out, I, I saw him grab the science teacher and the exact same line. He literally leaned over to him and goes, Hey, did I tell you what I told my ex? And I looked at, him, I was like, Oh no. And as I was leaving the parking lot, they're just standing there by their car. And you could tell, like, I looked at the science teacher, like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. I really do have to get home. though. My wife has to, my wife has an appointment. I got to watch the kids. I'm so sorry. You had to dive on that grenade for me. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be, I'd have a new excuse every day. You know, I have to pick up the dry cleaning. There's a hurricane. Uh, my grandmother died, you know, whatever. But, uh, Tommy, Yes. Do you know what time it is? Oh, God. Please make sure it's... Is it the pop culture? God damn it. It's time (laughs) for the pop culture minute. (laughs) And this is where 
We discuss the hot topics of the day in pop culture and otherwise. <laughs> I have to put my I have to put my phone somewhere I can't look stuff up. I can't cuz it it get I All right, Tommy. This past weekend Twitter was absolutely a buzz with mentions of 18-year-old pop sensation Olivia Rodrigo, who just released a new album, Driver's License, a breakup album that is currently tearing up the charts and rumored to be about her ex, Joshua Bassett. Tommy, have you heard the record? No. Me either. Okay. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) You know what, though? Uh, That's been the Pop Culture Minute. It's funny. Uh... I just heard that. No, girl. Tommy, you have to wait for the song to run oh. out. There's rules to this game. I actually, uh, one of the companies I, I did some freelance writing for is a search engine optimization company. And I still follow them on Instagram. And they posted a uh, like one of those infographics with like a, a pie chart. And it was a percentage of searches that were popular on YouTube that people could kind of use to figure out keywords they could kind of get their business to rank a little bit higher um on google's like regular organic search results and uh she was number one yeah she was number one it's your yeah dry i just remember when you said driver's license i'm like yeah i know that i know what that is every tweet i read was about this pop star and i realized the old me is still in me somewhere because i was just read tweet after tweet about this record and this album and this pop star and i was like i'm never listening to that I'm never just that that old, you know what I mean? Like, oh, people are mentioning this, so I'm not going to listen to it. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, know. which is ridiculous. It is, but at the same time, it's like ninety nine percent of the time you're not wrong. <laughs> Usually, it's trash. <laughs> like, no, because I did that with Sparta, Mars oh, Volta, oh. Radiohead, Kid A. All of those bands are good, but guess what? This weekend is Memorial Day, which oh, is yeah. great. We're going to have a Monday off, so I'm, you know what? I've committed to finally watching the Zack Snyder four-hour cut of Justice League because I told Ed Hewitt I was going to do it, so I'll, I'll start that up at some point this weekend. <laughs> and I also want to watch the uh, the Oxycontin Sackler documentary on HBO. Heard about that. And Sunday, I'm getting my first dose of the vaccine. Oh, congratulations. I'm at uh, Sunday. I have a wedding up in New Hope. Ah, that'll be that'll be interesting. It's a a woman I work with. So there's going to be a lot of um, co-workers that will be in attendance. And this is one of my uh, kind of guilty pleasures is going to things like this that are work functions that involve alcohol. Yes. Watching people who can't hold their alcohol get shit house like that <laughs> that makes me laugh i don't know why i know it's it's definitely rooted in the fact that like it's a haha i don't drink anymore kind of thing that's part of it there's also a part of it that's like watching because there's a lot of people that are younger that i work with like you know under 30 watching them get like really really drunk and then like be sloppy and then you know also the the president of all the schools is there <laughs> <laughs> so it's like hey, hey this is the girl that teaches kindergarten watch her twerk <laughs> like yeah, check this out this is gonna be great but do people get that wild oh dude my wife came to before the baby was born so probably about two years ago maybe three years ago came to the christmas party for my work 
which some people come and show up and eat and enjoy themselves and then dance a little bit and then go home by 8.30 or 9 o'clock. They have the venue until 11. Uh, there were people that were doing uh, – they they only serve beer and wine at these things. I walked in and was uh, seated at a table with you know, a lot of people I teach the same grade with and people I teach the same subject with. And I looked over. There was a table that was by itself that people had kind of just started moving their chairs to. And they were playing that game where you bounce a quarter off the table and try and get it in a shot glass. Yes. And they were, they had brought their own bottle of like the, you know, the ones that you see in the liquor store that are like three feet tall of vodka. Yes. They had one of those. Mm. And needless to say, by right around 10 o'clock, it was out of hand. And for me to be, like saying like, well, we got to go like is a, is a lot. So I, I uh, had a real moment with Kelly. I was like, um, we got to go. And she's like, I kind of want to see how this plays out. And I'm like, I do too. But I also don't want to be here for when they get in trouble for like that, that secondhand embarrassment of like watching them like get like, all right, guys, it's time to slow it down. How are you getting home? Like that kind of shit. Like somebody that's in charge of things is going to have to have a conversation with <laughs> with you about how much you drink. I was like, dude, I got to fucking, we got to get out of here. So we, we just went home. But uh, I heard stories from people uh, that had stayed and they were like, yeah, dude, they drank until 11 and then they went to the bar down the street till like two o'clock in the morning. So, Oof. Yeah. And remember those days? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> I, I saw someone post on Twitter. They were like, watching someone pour a Long Island iced tea, you realize that this drink just needs to be illegal. And I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Like, how did we drink 10 of those I, and then go do other things? I. I still remember a couple times uh, being at the pub and, you know, definitely uh, I got a ride there. Like I wasn't driving home. So yeah. that was like licensed to just get as drunk as I wanted to. And in my head, I'm going like, we did that on Thursday nights. That was Thursday nights we used to go. Yeah. So I what went did to we work. do Friday. I, I went to work like incredibly hungover. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I just, I just would just be a mess at work the next day. So yeah, I, I, I still do remember, uh, being there and yeah, there was that lady that worked there that we were all very friendly with and we used to tip her really well, but I, I do remember her making a long Island one time and being like, that's a lot of booze. <laughs> like, that's just, that was just all booze. And then she put a little bit of soda in at the end and it tasted amazing. It didn't taste like booze at all. Like it was just like, this is delicious. Like I went there, uh, whatever it's called now, I went there somewhat recently. Wait, you were there too. She was there. Yeah. Yeah. Now that place is called, uh, the worst name in the world, Quaker steak and lube. No, it's not. It is. That's you know, what, no, it's not. It you know like Quaker State like the the oil company that like you can put engine oil in like to fucking it's not that you're telling me that restaurant that bar restaurant is called Quaker Steak and Lube yes no yes it's impossible it is one hundred percent possible because I remember driving past it being like who wants to eat at a place where the name is Lube. <laughs> 
who would go to there and be like, yeah, it's got lube in it. Let's fucking go. Like, I am going to have to look that up. Yeah. Because uh, I, I don't, I genuinely don't believe you. Oh, yeah. No, I actually, I, I think I threw it out, but they uh, had stickers they were giving out one day uh, when I went to go to pick up, uh, or the da- my daughter's dentist is right next door in that little shopping center. And I went to go in there and they were like, hey, try our menu. And they gave you a menu and, uh, and a little sticker and it looks like the Quaker State thing, but it says steak and lube, Quaker steak and lube. So. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up after this discussion. So we're going to be talking to Kelly soon. Yeah. And that is uh, Tommy's wife. So we're going to find out what his deal is. We're going to find out what her deal is. We're going to get the scoop. Uh, but before we do that, Tommy, how, are you doing okay? How's everything going? Any any struggles lately? Any existential crises to overcome? Any uh, major challenges met and conquered? What's going on? No, I'm just really excited. It's getting towards the end of the school year. Um, we're going to be done June 18th. That's really going to be fun. I did find out I have to spend an enormous amount of money. You know the how that I feel about that. Um, oh, wait, hold on. I constantly think about ways that I can save money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, next year, the girls are going to be going to second grade, and the baby will be going to daycare. Kelly will be returning to work um, for the first Oh, grade. yeah. I, I have a Honda Civic. I can't fit three car seats in that car. So you'll be constantly thinking about ways that you can save money. Oh, it's a hundred percent already on. Like I've, I've already gone through the process of like reading up on how to make sure that my car that I'm trading in gets the highest value. And I've been going through consumer reports. I use my mom's uh, username and password. I've been reading about different vehicles. (laughs) Where's the best place to, or what's the best uh, year to buy. And, um, so yeah, it looks like I'll be buying a new vehicle very soon. And you know me with that kind of stuff. I don't have monthly payments. I will just show up and say, I am paying you $25,000 for this car and I'm leaving and never coming back. <laughs> you so, have that kind of money sitting around? Well, not sitting around. It's not like in a fucking duffel bag somewhere, but like, uh, I, yeah, I have a little bit of money. Wow. I've always, you would keep in mind, Keith, play the sound bit. I'm const- I constantly think about ways <laughs> that I can save money. Uh, clearly. Yeah, so I uh, I will be uh, purchasing a vehicle in the next probably two months. I really want to get it done before we go down the shore. But we can bring this up on the podcast. So Kelly and I got into it a little bit the other day. She goes, why don't you take the van, meaning the minivan that we have, the Honda minivan, and I'll get a new car. And I'm like... I've had the same car since 2010 and it's like, it's a piece of shit. I don't have any, fo- I, I don't have, look, Keith, I haven't had air conditioning in my car in two years. Cause I'm too cheap to get it fixed. What? Oh dude. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'll just sweat. I don't just roll the windows down. How hot can it be? That I could live with because I actually don't like air conditioning. Especially in the car because it's like the vents. There's no way to get it like actually cool without it. Like I hate it. It, Like blows in my face. It dries my contacts out. I don't don't like that. Yeah, Um, I'm I'm always too cold. But do you want to know how I'm doing? Yes, let's go. What do you got? Nothing. That's, That's a good thing. Yeah. That's really good. Everything. See, Tommy, I'm going to get I'm going to train you 
so that I don't have to ask you to ask me how I'm doing. You're just going to you're just going to do it in the normal course of conversation. You mean like be a friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk to Kelly about that too. Do I do it a lot? Uh Boy, I you caught me off guard. I don't know how deep I In in my okay, in my mind, a conversation is give and take. You know, I ask you how you're doing, you say some stuff, and then you say, "How are you doing?" And then I say some stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like an exchange of topics and ideas. But yeah. I feel I feel like you don't circle back around to how are you doing. I feel like I have to present that idea for you. Like you just did. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Here's the cool part, though. What? I'm going to be a lot more conscientious of it now. <laughs> because, uh, no, because it's, seriously, that's like one of those things that I think people get mad about, like someone pointing out something that they don't do well or something that they need to improve. And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. In my head, I go, this is coming from you. Like, it's, you have my best intentions in mind. Like, you yes. also are like, you know, if I feel like if I'm, if I'm slighting people when I do that, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. So, that's good. I that's good constructive feedback for me to be like, yo, really make sure that like maybe even this my brain went to this right away. If you in, encounter somebody, ask them first so they can talk first. Rather yes. Cuz that's, that's what I do. That, that's, that's what, my what I do. Yeah, I, I someone will call me and be like, "What's up?" and I'll be like, "Uh, I'm okay. How are you doing?" And then I let them go off and I listen. And then if they ask me Again, what's up with you? Then I, I launch in with some of my stuff. Unless I'm specifically calling someone to ask for help or to talk about something, gotcha. then I'll be like, hey, can I talk to you about X? And they'll be like, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly don't know I do that, but now I do. <laughs> now we, had a re- we had a real moment there. I feel, like, I feel like our friendship is building and becoming even stronger. It's like that scene in The Grinch where his heart grows three times stronger or three times larger. Remember? No, I don't think I've ever seen that. Eh, you're not missing much. I was more... We watched A Christmas Story and Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't know. Those are the only two I can remember. But no, I'm okay. Weekends have become kind of sad. I just... Like, I look forward to the weekend and I'm like, oh, I'm going to play all these games and drink these drinks and watch these Twitch streamers and it's going to be awesome. But then the weekend actually comes and I'm just really bummed out. And I'm like, oh man, like, oh, I used to do this and I used to do that. And now it's kind of sad, but I'm making an effort to get outside more, hang out with people more, make more plans. Like this past Saturday, I just walked to McCarran Park and sat there on a, on a bench in the sun, no headphones, no nothing. Just me and my thoughts. Wow. Taking in the sounds of the city. I fed some little birds, some crackers. That was nice. And yeah, I just, I have to, I have to not sit and stew in everything, which is what I do. I have to make an effort to change that. And I think I took a step in that direction this past weekend. 
I was going to say, you've mentioned that before that you always kind of have something on, like whether it's music in the background or a game or, or TV or so, like not TV, but like, you know, you're, you're streaming something. How Constant. did you, how did you do just sitting on the bench? Like, did you feel anxious at first or like, how'd that go? I felt insane. I, I was like, no, I was like, I'm not doing this thing where I'm just always listening to something or doing something. I am going to just sit here. And I it was like almost a meditation. Yeah. Like I just sat there with my eyes closed and took in the sounds around me. That's beautiful, man, because that's yeah. progress. I mean, I think that's like, and not to go back to it, but I think that's one of those things that a lot of us just in modern, just like now, just in general, we struggle with being alone with our thoughts. And I remember we've had this conversation before, but when something bad happens to me now or something that I'm uncomfortable with, it used to be, well, go drink or go, go have a, go, you know, go smoke two or three cigarettes and listen to some music. Like that'll get you through it. And it's like a lot of my kind of way of dealing with things that are uncomfortable now is just sit with it. And yes, it's, um, it's hard. It's a really hard thing to kind of get into, but it also, it forces you to really talk to yourself and think about what's going on. And I, I, I have a hard time when I hear, like, you know, when I see people walk out of the building and it's like, they put their headphones on right away. I'm like, you know yeah, what? that's what I was trying to get away from. Sometimes I'm in my room with a Twitch stream on, playing a Nintendo game at the same time with a podcast on at the same time. All right, I'm exaggerating a little bit. It's only ever two things at a time, but then I walk outside, headphones go right in, no connection, shut off, mask on, sunglasses on, no connection with people, no connection with anything around me, and I have to get away from that. I have to get away from that. So I'm committing to sitting outside more and not having headphones on and just taking in what's around me because this shutting off thing and constant barrage of content is not healthy. No, and I actually, I have only recently switched over to this in probably the last maybe six months or so. It's been since COVID really, uh, maybe even a little bit like into it. Uh, when I ran, when I used to go for a run, I would always make like a playlist and be like very conscientious. Like I have to make sure I have the good headphones and I have to make sure I have this. And it's like, I don't bring anything with me now anymore, except for my Apple watch to keep track of time. That's good. It, That's good. It, it, it's like you said, it is very meditative because you have nothing to do, but breathe and keep moving. It's, it was hard at first and I almost get, I actually, no, I did give up a couple times where I was like, well, that shit sucks. I don't want to have to go by myself and like, just do this. Like I find it one, I, I run faster when I don't have music because I'm really focused on my breathing and focused on my progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, is that I was going to, I was spending like before a run, like 25 minutes like making a playlist like oh no i can't have that song that's not high energy enough or oh this is i wanted more heavy music i wanted this i want to make sure i had two jedi mind tricks songs in there it's like it it was such a a a poor use of time and it's like look i'm exercise is good but get it done don't do this whole thing where you like (laughs) futz around with stuff for 20 minutes and then then finally go it's like no could be spending time with your family stupid just go well We're out of time for this first segment, 
And now we're going to talk to Kelly. Get ready, Tommy. And enjoy, folks. All right, folks, we're here now with a very special guest. Now, we've been talking about having this person here for a while now, and we got it done. Please welcome Kelly. Kelly, I don't know if you know, but we keep Tommy's last name secret on the show as well as mine because we talk about a lot of crazy stuff on here. I would never, ever think that. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I, can, I can hear the sarcasm on your voice. Now, for folks who don't know, Tommy is Kelly's husband. They are married. Can you believe that you're married to Tommy, Kelly? Uh, uh, it's, it's been a long time, too. Can you believe that? How long has it been? 2009. Tommy, quick. 2009 to 2021. How many years have you been married? So 2009 to 2019 would be 10 years. So 20 yes. would be 11. So 21 is going to be 12 years. And how long have you guys been together? Let's count from, you know, the first couple of dates around that oh, time. Boy. Ask Tommy that date. August. Uh, I don't know. August something. August 3rd. August something. 81703. 81703. There you go. I got the month right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelly, first of all, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. I've been anticipating this conversation because I, I talked to Tommy... Every day, I would say. He's probably my only friend that I would talk to every day. And it's because, I don't know, we have similar senses of humor. We listen to a lot of the same music. He's probably my friend. He's probably my friend who I have the most in common with as far as music goes. So we trade a lot of music. And of course, now we have this show. Mm -hmm. So we talk almost every day because of the show. So I'm interested to get an outsider perspective on talking to Tommy every day too, and we're going to get to some of that. But let's let's get to know you a little bit first. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Poconos. Yes, Stroudsburg, somewhere around there, right? Around there, yeah. Okay, so folks, Poconos are like the mountain range in eastern Pennsylvania, and uh, I went to school up there for a semester. Yeah, a semester at East Stroudsburg. Oh, that's where I got my master's from. Ah, yes. So we have that in common. So what was it like growing up there? I mean, pretty rural, I imagine. Was it the typical suburb type deal? Oh, it was very rural. I mean, I remember one of the first times Tommy drove up to my parents' house. I had to tell him, after the farm, you make the second right. And he's like, <laughs> really? I'm like, yeah. Just after the farm, make the second right. There's no street sign. So just second right. And that was it. Yeah. Do they have the mailboxes, like, way out at the front of the yard so the mailman can just drop by and put it in there? Yeah, it's at the edge of the driveway. Yeah. yeah. There is no regular mailman. The mail truck doesn't come to her house. Um, a rural postal carrier comes to the house. So a person in, like, a Subaru Outback comes and delivers their mail. Wow. So it's like that. Yeah. yeah. And just, I would say, in the past maybe five years, maybe a little bit longer than that, they changed their address because uh like 911 was having difficulties finding houses in the area wow. so they had to update all the addresses in the area so what do you do for fun as a kid in an area like that uh, uh this is a very me question but did you have video games or did you just spend <laughs> a lot of time in the woods like what would you do no, there were video games but like real little like you would ride your bike in the street and down the cul-de-sac cuz no one you know, 
traveled down the road so you were safe to be on the street down there hung out went to the bowling alley went to the movies yeah remember stuff like being a kid is like being a superhero i remember (laughs) i could go outside all day without a jacket i wouldn't even think about eating or drinking water or anything and then then i come home at like seven o'clock at night and somehow be fine now if i'm going out for an hour i'm like all right i need to make sure i have a jacket all right let me step outside is it cold is it hot all right let me bring a drink all right let me bring a cliff bar yeah try doing it with three kids oh forget about it (laughs) keith they also they don't have a police station near their house so when you call the police it actually rings through to the state police which is 15 miles yeah well probably more than that it's 8.2 miles to the first convenience store which is the wawa yeah well police don't do anything anyway like you get robbed (laughs) you 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 call them they show up and they say well we can't do anything later you could fill out a report for the insurance yeah the only function of police is to get a report for the insurance that's it but i digress kelly (laughs) (laughs) so you have three beautiful children now right let's Mm -hmm. let's go let's go down the line names and ages evelyn is seven and a half eleanor is seven and a half and estelle is going to be what 20 months 20 months on on the first yeah three girls and the first two were twins yes yes they still are twins they were born as twins and they are still twins yes yes Yes, Evelyn was a minute earlier than Eleanor. Does Evelyn rub that in Eleanor's face a lot, like, I'm the older one? Um, No, but like, if people ask them who's older, right away she's like, well, I'm a minute older. And Ellie would say, <laughs> well, it's only 60 seconds. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, because my sister had fraternal twins, boy and girl. Mm-hmm. And I forget which one is older, but... The older one, see, that just shows, because you know exactly the kids' ages and everything, and my (laughs) nieces and nephews, I'm like, oh, I forget which one's older, but the older (laughs) one will always point out that they are older. Yes. I think it's the girl, Sen. So in the first segment, Tommy had this brilliant idea, right? He's like, I'm like, tell me your origin story, meaning (laughs) you and Tommy, how you met. So Tommy told his version, and now I want you to tell your version of the oh, story, man. Mark, and we're going to see how close they are. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I want to set a timer to see how long this takes, because I think mine took the better part of 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I think every story you tell takes at least 20 minutes. Yes. Oh, oh, we'll, get yes. To, we'll get to that, Kelly. We're going to get to that, yes. So take it away, Kelly. So have we actually met? Yes. Okay. Well... All right, we went to school. It was very small. And Tommy told me years later that we actually had a class together. It was, uh, what was it called? Natural science. I don't remember him being in it, which was terrible because we only had seven kids in the class. <laughs> wow. And three of them were named Kelly B. And no. Yeah, we had three girls and all three of us were Kelly B. I don't know, but unfortunately, I didn't remember him being in my science class. But junior year, we lived in like the same house. Like you had like five apartments in it. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be really nice and like cutesy and fun. And I invited everyone in the uh, house to come over for a lasagna dinner. And he was coming over. And I remember telling my roommate at the time, you know, that kid that wears black skin tight jeans upstairs and always has a black t-shirt on and huge headphones on (laughs) he's coming over for dinner because he lives upstairs 
and uh, he came over for dinner. He did not like the lasagna. Um, now, did he <laughs> specifically tell you that he didn't like the lasagna? I kind of remember. I don't know if it was like that day or later once we became friendly that he had mentioned he wasn't like happy with the lasagna. Which okay, so, so he wasn't like eating it and was like, "I don't like this." I don't think so. No, I don't <laughs> okay, think that's, so. that's good. So he has some manners. Okay, yeah. continue. Well, that was really how like how like I met him because he was like the neighbor. I wanted to meet everyone you're living with, kind of, you know. Yeah. And then um, over that junior year, we just started hanging out because I don't. I, he was kind of cool. <laughs> 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 we had like totally different groups of friends. He had his lacrosse buddies, and I was hanging out with you know a totally different group. And we were just it was just you know something nice to talk to and fun and. I never liked him. I was like, he wears really tight black jeans and black shirts all the time and <laughs> not my type at all. Uh, you know, smoked cigarettes. I'm like, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, I said, mom, remember that weirdo kid that lives upstairs from me? Kind of coming over to the house for dinner. We're kind of dating. <laughs> <laughs> so wh- how did your view of Tommy change? How did he go from the weirdo kid with tight black clothes and big headphones to someone you would consider being in a relationship with. He was just, he was always nice and like, I don't know, like I would call him like drunk from a party and he'd like come pick me up and walk me home. Yeah. And never try anything. I didn't try anything. I mean, I didn't like, like we were just friends and I could just go upstairs and hang out with him and his friends. And it was just like his friends and me and they would call me girl. You know, girl's Tommy here did again. Mention that. I was going to say, I yeah. got that detail right. Girl is here again. And I don't know, just we always just hung out upstairs at his place. And the way we actually got together, though, of course, alcohol was involved in that, too, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I remember he walked me home because I called him, said I was drunk and needed someone to walk me home. And he walked me home and we just kissed. And that was the end of it. You've been together ever since. Yeah. I remember it differently. So I remember remember uh, you were up at school super early because you were working at the steakhouse. Yeah. And you you called me and you were like, I'm actually in Wilkes-Barre. And I was like, uh, we just got done practice. And it was uh, Big Nate and me sitting on the front porch. And we we're like, we just got a bottle of vodka. Do you want us to come over and hang out? Yeah, but I thought... We got remember the drunken we had a, kiss was uh, finals week, end of junior year. We kissed junior year. In my head, it had to be what May of junior year, which was two thousand three, and then August. We kept talking like over the phone and stuff, and then August I went to the beach, and I remember talking to you at the beach on the phone. See, this is why it's interesting. Two different stories. Which one is true? I do remember the big Nate story. Yeah. But I didn't think we started dating that day. I thought it was a finals week. I will say this. Um, as much Kelly, as Al- you should have heard Tommy's recounting of the story. He was like, the barometric pressure on that Tuesday <laughs> was approximately 43.7%. And then Nate and I went to this liquor store. Oh, you know, the one on route so-and-so. And then we were looking at, I was like, uh, Tommy, get to the part where you and Kelly meet. <laughs> I usually have very long stories too, but... I just don't remember as much once you have kids. <laughs> yeah, I once you once there's kids in the picture. Now I don't have any kids, obviously, but I was in a relationship where the woman had a kid, and 
just it's just so much different from like a regular single life or even a regular relationship with just you because there's a lot of running around and trips and things to consider and mm-hmm. grocery store trips and I mean with you two and three kids it's got to be crazy all the time. Yeah, I mean to us it's normal chaos now though. Yeah. Like right now I'm looking at the basement which is just full of toys that were not put away on the shelves and it's like eh why bother cleaning it up they're going to mess it up tomorrow again so how do you find time to unwind? Will Tommy take over and then you have like a few minutes to breathe? Well, lately what we've been doing, when he gets home from work um, after dinner, like he'll kind of take the baby for a little bit just so I can go over the girls' homework with them and stuff. And then like the real wind down time is like literally like right now when the girls are in bed and then I can watch a TV show and, and not get interrupted. <laughs> yes. So what I was going to ask what you do to unwind. So TV, what else? Mm, Facebook surfing, you know, the normal stuff. Yes, I'm on YouTube constantly, mm-hmm. much like Tommy. And then uh, I'm I'm always like right before we jumped in to record this again, I was watching a Twitch stream of someone playing an old Nintendo game, and then I stopped that and played a game myself, <laughs> and then I went back to the stream. And then I made some frozen pizza. It's just a real bachelor lifestyle over here. Yeah. It's pretty great. I'm not going to lie. No, it sounds amazing. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we used to do that. Yeah. We were just talking about that the other day with his mom. We were watching, we were talking about the show um, Breaking Bad. And we were yes. saying how before the kids, we were able to watch, I think it was like a whole season in one weekend because we just like binge watched it, you know, nonstop. How long were you married before you had kids? That's so funny. Who just asked us that, Tommy? Evelyn or Ellie? Evie did. Evie just asked us tonight, how long How long were you married before you had us? <laughs> yeah. What was it three, three, three and a half and, years? Three and a half, yeah. That's funny that the kid asked that. It's That's like Evelyn. a pretty advanced question for a kid. <laughs> it's Evelyn. If you, if you really knew Evelyn, you'd be like, oh, yeah, she would say that. She, <laughs> she wants to learn a lot. She always wants to know about our like, family history. History, too, but a lot with the family she wants to know where things, you know, came from, how they started, and yeah, she's very um, curious. Maybe she gets that from Tommy. I noticed Tommy is very, mm-hmm. like, he's into the whole education thing and kind of deconstructing things and how they work and just information. Yeah, she's always been like that, and we always said she was just, she was another Tommy. <laughs> Does she talk a lot, too? She does, but it has to be, like, what she wants to talk about. Now, Tommy does talk a lot, and I'm, I'm interested on your take on this. I first noticed that Tommy talks a lot. You know how we go to This Is Hardcore every year, or we yeah. used to, before the world shut down? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're outside in the sun all day, and it's just like hardcore band after hardcore band, and you know, I'm like tired because I'm old, and <laughs> I, don't dr- I don't drink anymore, so I don't have that like superhuman strength. And I noticed like it was like late in the day, and Tommy was like, he was like still he just kept talking about stuff and I, I i got i get like flustered you know i need to like decompress so i remember at one point i was like all right next 5 minutes no talking <laughs> <laughs> and i think about that moment cuz when when we conceived the idea of this podcast i didn't i didn't have a single other person in mind i was like it's going to be tommy one because He's the person I talked to about all this stuff, and he was there for a lot of it. And two, he can talk. Yeah. Like, you start him up, you just press him like a lawnmower button, and he goes <laughs> until until you tell him to stop. 
Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask you. Oh, and by Wait. the way, Kelly, you know what we do when Tommy's going on and on on the show? Thank you. I and, was just uh, going to bring I this have, up. <laughs> yeah, you know what I do to stop him? What? I play this three-second song here. <laughs> and that's his cue to stop talking. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So I have to ask you, do you ever have moments like that where he's going and going and you just have to be like, hey, let's, uh, let's not say anything for like the next minute? Yeah, but... I usually, I think I just like zone out, unfortunately. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> it's okay. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure he does it to me because he doesn't always want to hear about, like, I'm recapping the day. Like, he doesn't really care how many diapers I changed. You know what I mean? But I'm like, yo, well, before 10 o'clock, I already had three diapers changed. And then Evelyn forgot to put on her Zoom meeting today. And then Ellie was getting frustrated with something and had a meltdown. Like, he doesn't really hear every little thing of my day, but I have no one else yeah. to talk to. So I'm going to tell him everything of my day. <laughs> and when you're in a marriage, that's common. You know, maybe you're not listening all the time or maybe you're not in the mood to listen sometimes. That's just part of the deal with someone that you've been with for so long and lived together with so long. But mm -hmm. let me ask you this. Now, Tommy, I had a little talk with Tommy in the first segment because I, I notice I'll be like, Tom, here's how I think conversations should go. I pitch it to you. You pitch it to me. It's like a back and forth thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's how it goes. So I noticed that I would say to Tommy, Tommy, what's going on with you? Tell me what's going on. And he would just keep going. <laughs> but but he would never pitch it back to me. Does that ever happen to you? Uh, I mean, sometimes, but I think it's just... A normal thing like where at the end of the night you know he wants to kind of do his thing where he was working all day you know and he wants to be able to go on his phone and look up some video or whatever so he might not always ask something back but it doesn't bother me so it's not like a regular thing it's not like every time or anything no i don't think so okay it might Tommy, be. how do you feel about this part of the conversation <laughs> I like it. I mean, I, like I said before in the other segment, I think that's one of those things that getting someone, when someone tells you stuff that you may or may not be doing, uh, it's a good reminder that like, you know, when you're having a conversation, like be conscientious, like, Hey, pitch it back. Because I think like what I said to Keith before was like, look, now that I'm thinking about that, it'll be in my conscious when I'm going to speak. Mm -hmm. So I think my go-to move now is going to be ask that person first, then wait for your turn. So like, hey, how are you doing? Like bring it up first so they have a chance to go and then wait for my chance to get snubbed. See the discoveries we make in life and our friendships <laughs> on this show, Kelly? I know. How many years have you guys been friends? I don't remember. Oh, man. Uh, Tommy and I met in 1998, I think. I think that's about right. Yeah. And I, I'm not even going to try to do that addition. Tommy, 1998 to now, how many years have we been friends? About 23. Woo. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kelly, I'm interested. When did you first hear that this show was going to happen? Like, how did Tommy tell you and what did you think of it? I feel like it's been a while now. I don't know. I, think, I remember him just saying, oh, Keith has this idea to do this podcast thing with you know about music and unfortunately i'm terrible with when it comes to music i don't remember bands and songs or right tommy i'm pretty much yeah like <laughs> music for her is uh it's like background noise 
Yeah. She never really engages with it. Like she just, she has it on and she knows that like, she'll know like the tune they're singing, but like, I'll say things like, Hey, do you remember that song that was in the movie? And, and she'll go like, she'll just look at me blankly. Like I have, you know, I don't know that. Like, I don't, (laughs) I mean, it could be like my favorite movie. It doesn't really matter. Like I just, I don't know the songs. I just, I'm not musically gifted in any way. Um, But I remember him telling me, you know, Hey, Keith has this really cool idea. He went to this podcast thing, you know, and I do remember him saying, almost like asking permission, you know, would it be okay if, you know, one night a week, maybe two nights where, you know, I had to go in the basement and, you know, not be bothered with the kids and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, as long as I know ahead of time, that way I can kind of plan things around to have the kids situated, you know, because I do know being in the basement, you can hear the kids jumping or, you know. Oh yeah, and that in the beginning that, that was tough. I know I do because I remember him texting me. I can hear them. <laughs> <laughs> Keith can hear them. I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry. No, and that's fine because I can just mute that out. Mm. Well, now we know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that that doesn't matter. But yes, you know, I've always wanted to, the opportunity to say this, but thank you for allowing Tommy <laughs> the time to do this thing because I couldn't do the show without him. I oh, couldn't. You're welcome. You don't. I mean, like I say, he didn't have to ask permission, but that's kind of the way we do things. We kind of talk about it with each other first to make sure it kind of fits in our schedule with the kids, you know. So that's the yeah. way it should be done. That sounds like a healthy relationship because <laughs> you know Tommy's not coming to you like, "Hey, I'm doing this, so you got to deal with it." Like it's a, you know, would it be a, you know, would yeah. we be able to work so that I can do this? Kelly, you take the time to make it work for him. You know, it's a beautiful thing yeah. working together. Yeah, it's working out. We do it all the time with just like household chores. Like we're really good at being like, hey, I ran the dishwasher. Can you empty it later? Or hey, there's a load of laundry in there. Can you just do me a favor? Can you fold it when you get a chance? Or can you please fold it my way? Yeah, I try. (laughs) Look, I make an attempt. In my relationship, my ex had a very specific way of doing everything. But I have to say, sometimes it's not because we're control freaks. It's because it fits in the drawer a certain way so you have to fold it a certain way i right. see the girls dressers and they can't fit their clothes in there if they're not folded a certain way that makes sense but uh, so my opted to just not do most things you know what i mean i'm like right. look you have you have a sp- very specific way that you want to do everything you can do those things i will stick to the things that i can't fuck up like dishes yeah take out the trash that kind of stuff yeah well i mean we have our certain things that we do like he typically does dinner like he cooks dinner so yeah. i mean i can help clean up i can be a good sous chef you know but he does the dinner he takes the trash out to the you know edge of the driveway you know i'm the one that folds the laundry most of the time puts it in the drawers the right way i make sure all the girls have their summer clothes ready when it's switching of the seasons and they have shoes and all that so so kelly have you heard the show before have you heard tommy what do you think of it i've heard a little bit just because I don't know the music very well, so right, I, you know. But um, it's I think it's neat to hear you and him talk, just because like I know you guys. It's kind of different to hear you on a podcast than to hang yes. out like in Fishtown or something, you know. Exactly. Like sometimes <laughs> I listen to an episode a little bit to make sure everything's okay or check on stuff, and then I get sucked in. I'm like, oh, listen to us. This is good. You know, it's just neat, just because. You guys were always, you know, 
such good friends. It's something you guys get to do together. Like it's very, like a, almost like the, you're both passionate about it. So it's neat to b- listen to you. Yeah. And the, the great thing is, Kelly, that me personally, I have a hard time for whatever reason with just regular friendships. Like I need there to be some kind of project you know mm-hmm. what I mean? To have the drive to work towards it. So that's why the podcast is perfect because Tommy and I talk about it and work on it and plan it and all that stuff. Like, like I don't know what it is about me, but just going to a friend's house and sitting there and just being present, that's, that's like difficult for me. I need there to be like, okay, we're going to build this thing or do this or go here. There has to be like a task involved. Yeah. No, like I said, I just I've known you for a while too, so it's, it's nice to hear you talking on the podcast. Yeah, because I don't think we've we haven't had real long conversations in gosh, I don't know how long, oh. over a decade. It's it's been a long time. Well, the good news is I'm getting my first vaccine shot this Sunday. Woohoo! Yes, yeah, so I am planning to come visit. At some point in the near future, so I can meet the... I did meet the kids once, but it was late, and I think they were half asleep. And there was only two of them at that point. <laughs> so I definitely want to come down and uh, hang out with everybody. Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be great to see you. I, I'm trying to think, when was the last time I actually saw you? Oh, gosh. I think it was... Tommy, we were going to Mariakis's house for the Christmas thing. Or I dropped you off from something, and I came in for like three seconds. And I remember the girls were excited about Christmas gifts, and they told me about it. And I thought that was funny. So, Kelly, you're a school teacher, much like Tommy, correct? Yes. What grade do you teach, and what do you teach? I am a certified reading specialist, and I currently work for an elementary school, which is uh, kindergarten through fourth grade. You're going back. You're going. You're actually going back to the school soon. Yes. I won't be going back to the fall. I actually took this school year off. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So are you ready for that? No. Yeah, because it's... I was thinking about this. I didn't even consider this before Tommy was talking about it on the show or someone... No, Tommy, we were talking to Ryan from Hope's Fall. And he said because of the current climate and what's going on, you know, they don't have to pay for daycare. They have the kids at home. Mm-hmm. So Tommy, Kelly, I thought of this in context of you. Like, oh, it must be so great. You're both home all the time. You're with the kids. You're mm-hmm. making sure shit is getting done. And Tommy's favorite, he's saving money on daycare. Oh my gosh, yeah. We were just talking about it yesterday, about how much we're going to have to start paying once the school year starts in the fall. I isolated this sound clip of Tommy. Are you ready? I constantly think about ways that I can save money. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but I do too. <laughs> so you're on board with that. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's good. That's good. Because if you have one person who's constantly thinking about ways that they can save money, and one person who just wants to spend a lot of money all the time, it creates a a lot of agitation in the relationship, if you will. No, I mean, I think we both always think of what's an efficient way, not necessarily a cheaper way. Yes. But, you know, I mean, if you really think about when we got married... We were both unemployed. <laughs> oh, really? I was a substitute teacher because I moved from the Poconos down to Bucks County and didn't have a contract yet. Yeah, so like we weren't we were both unemployed when we got married. Didn't you live with Tommy at his parents' house for a while? 2 years. Was that weird? It was horrible. 
<laughs> at, at times it was tough because I wasn't always working. I would feel really weird. I'd be like in my room all the time. I forget now. Oh, was I was because he would be working and his, I think your mom was still working then. Yeah, she had to be. That's what I was going to ask was, I think Joe was retired. My stepfather was retired. Was. And then my mom was still working at the prison. Yeah. So it was Joe and me. So I was in my room a lot. Yeah. That would be strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Joe, so. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Kelly, how are you and Tommy doing now? Have you had any uh, major hurdles to overcome in your marriage lately that you would like to talk about publicly on the airwaves right now? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought we'd kill each other over this being home for how long? And I don't think we even had one major blowout. Like I brought up the only thing that we even went back and forth with recently was like, when we were talking about getting a new car, you were like, well, what if you take the van and I get a new well, car? Well, you guys want a new car. I'm like, I, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been driving the same piece of crap for 10 years. I, I have a mom-mobile. And you're a mom, so it's fitting. Come on, Tommy. Man up and let her get the new car. And then I have to drive the minivan? Yeah, you know, Kelly, Tommy, your relationship gives me hope because... I went through a breakup recently, and I don't know, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of in a mindset where I think that it just can't work out. Like, maybe I'm not built for relationships, maybe it's just not meant for me, all of that kind of stuff. What do you think about that from from the woman's perspective, Kelly? It might just be not the right time. Like, I did not look for Tommy at all. Like, I was not looking for someone to date. I, you know... I was kind of dating his roommate at one point, you know, like, yeah, it was just, he was my friend and he was always super like nice to me and respectful and all that. It just kind of happened. Like I'm, I'm a year later, his friends still didn't believe that we were actually dating. Like, how are you two together? But like, if you, I hate to say, but if you don't look for it, it'll find you. Yeah. That's what happened last time. I wasn't looking at all and it, it found me, uh, but it didn't work out. Well, you know, you learned from that. So now you know what you really want or what you want to look for or what you don't want to look for, you know. That is definitely true. So (laughs) let's talk about Tommy's roommate that you were kind of dating. What was his deal? Nothing. Just it was his roommate. We were kind of dating. (laughs) He was actually it's it's really uh, we still we try to. We didn't do it, obviously, this last year, but we try to get together once a year. Uh, Me. Riley and the my old roommate uh, Steve, and because we all, we all played lacrosse together, and it was you know playing lacrosse for a Division three team at times is it's miserable. You lose games, <laughs> like you know you you become really really you're on a bus for a long time, like you know to different states to play, and it's just you become really close with those people, and I think. Um, you know, he ended up marrying a girl we went to college with as well. And it's funny, uh, we get together like once a year and whenever we get together, that's one of those things that I never gets brought up. I, I don't even know if Steve's wife knows that you guys dated. I don't know if you even call it dating. It was only a couple of months. You know what I mean? Like who ended it? Did you end it with the roommate, Kelly? I don't even remember. I see. 
I'm just fishing for gold here. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> and my memory is awful to begin with, but I really don't remember. So my roommate was the goalie for the lacrosse team, and we shared a bedroom. And I remember Kelly stayed over one night, and she was. It got up in the morning, and she was like, "Do you really listen to music that loud all the time?" Because <laughs> I would put my headphones on and I would go to sleep, and I would put on like you know heavy music and she was like do you really listen to that like that like that loud and like crazy stuff i'm like yeah yeah like all the time (laughs) i would just take like forever comes crashing and put it on and then go to bed that's crazy yeah how do you fall asleep to that yeah (laughs) i think what you guys are doing is pretty cool even if i don't listen to the majority of it i know when tommy's done with uh recording he always tells me the highlights of it and I try to follow along. It's just hard because I don't really know the music, you know? Right. Or the bands. Or he'll say, remember you, the one night I went out with Keith and Gary, and then, you know, we saw that one band, or that night, you know, Gary had a broken foot or something, or, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I remember that. Yes, I was home with two kids at the time, you know? <laughs> but it's it's nice to, you know, something for him to look forward to, to do it, um, and hang out with you still. Even though you physically aren't together hanging out, but it's like you are, you know? So thank you. Thank you for making Tommy so happy. Aww. Well, listen, I'm, I'm happy to contribute to his happiness. And I don't slight anyone for not listening to the show because it's specialized area of music. And, you know, not everybody listens to podcasts. I don't mm-hmm. even listen to podcasts. There's one I listen to still. But, you know, if, if I talk about the podcast and someone's like, oh, I still got to check it out. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you don't have to. So... <laughs> But I just want to say, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show. You've always been a really nice, excellent person. And thank you for taking the time, you know, to watch the kids and that kind of stuff when Tommy and I are doing this thing. Because I've said it on the show a bunch of times, and I'll say it to you too. This show saves my life. Like, being involved in creative, productive, nice things, keeping myself busy and keeping myself out of trouble is like life-saving so thanks so much for supporting us oh you're you're very welcome i'm not doing much of it you guys are doing the fun stuff so enjoy it while you can you know and keep it going as long as you want as long as you can and you'll have fun each time you do it There you have it, folks. Kelly, the groundbreaking interview where we got all the dirt on Tommy. It finally happened. She is a really nice, awesome person. Is She really is. She's the best, dude. She rules. And yeah. it's so nice because like, uh, there, when I asked her today, I mean, I told you I asked her through text. There was no hesitation. Like It wasn't like it, the screen was blank for a little bit. She was like, yeah, sure. After the girls go to bed, I can do it. That's like, great. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, fuck. I thought you were going to be like, I don't know. I don't want to talk. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a good idea. But she was just like, yeah, I'll do it. That sounds fine. I love her enthusiasm for wanting to be on the show. I love the fact that she didn't want you there for it initially. <laughs> and I love that she takes the time to look after the kids and that kind of stuff so that we can do this thing. Yeah. And it's it's literally the like the worst time to have the kids. Like this yes. point in time at night, like, cause that's meal time, like 
ramp up before bedtime time it's yeah. it's an intense time so i make sure on mondays when i get home like when i walk in the door i start cooking like right away so like the girls are like daddy it's 450 why are you cooking dinner and it's like because we're eating at 520 like, be- <laughs> because we're eating really soon and they're like oh okay um and that allows us enough time to like actually sit down and eat as a family and then get most of the dishes cleaned up and put everything kind of cleaned away. Like, so she's not trying to watch the kids and clean up the kitchen and all that. It's just, it's too much. It just watching the baby alone. Cause the baby's like, she's getting to the point now where she can get pretty much into anything. She can, she moves chairs out from the table. She gets up on the chairs. Then she tries to crawl on the table. Like it's just, it, it you need to keep an eye on her. Like, all the time you can't be like oh okay like evie you can send down to the basement and be like evie can you go downstairs and go get me a gallon of milk like with the baby it's like you you need to have your eyes on her or she's going to get into some shit oh yeah babies get into everything because kelly and i'll like you know be in the kitchen doing something together or we'll be you know in the same place and we'll both look at each other and go it's too quiet (laughs) and and it's almost undoubtedly you walk into the room and she's doing something that she shouldn't be doing. Like when we came in the other day, uh, she had taken the back off the, the fire stick and she was taking the batteries out of the back. And I, it it took me like 20 minutes. I don't know. She took one of the batteries out of the back and stuffed it in the couch. And it's like, there's times where you want to get mad, but then it's like, she doesn't even know what she's doing. <laughs> she's yeah. Like, she's like, Hey, this thing opens. Oh, and these things come out. I'll put this in here. Like, so she got that, uh, exploratory nature from you. Like when you rubbed your head to see if you could get the <laughs> thermometer at school to, <laughs> to go higher. You know, it's funny. I was actually talking about this the other day with one of the dudes at work. And, uh, so I get a different temperature reading at the front door than I do at the back door. All right, so where the kids come in, I typically get a, a, a reading of like 98.5, 98.4. It's like definitely over 98 every single time, right? Yeah. At the front door, where the staff is the only people that come in, it's consistently a degree lower. Like, it's like 97.1, 97.3. And I was like, dude, it's so weird. Like, I always get like 97 something. And he's like, dude. I actually did it the one day I brought my thermometer from home and I'm like, okay, I didn't go that far with it. But he's like, if this thing is like off by a degree and a half and I'm like, well, is it one of those point and shoot thermometers? Uh, the one that he has. Yes. The one that we have at the front door that the staff uses is the exact same thing. The kids have at the back door. It's an iPad kind of looking thing connected to, uh, a monitoring system. I think those are usually off by a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's always, he's like, they, they make the one in the front lower. So we have to come to work. I'm like, I, I doubt they would do that. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't, I don't think they do that. <laughs> well, let's talk about some show business. How about that? Sounds good to me. Oh, guess what? Guess how long the Mike Mig interview segment was? One hour and eight minutes. Wow. 108. Oh, yeah. The signs continue. Yo, if we ever have someone from 108 on the show, the world is going to (laughs) implode. Let's talk about the show. Now, we we need some help from you, the listeners. Subscribe to us. I know you're tired of hearing it, but subscribe to us on YouTube. If you watch us on YouTube, like the video 
and leave a comment if you like it. Give us reviews on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out in the world of podcasting. Give us a five-star review and write a nice review for us if you like the show. And we'll read it on the air. Those are always fun to read. And you can always write us at northeastscene at gmail.com if you have a story you want to share or a question to ask or anything like that. And I'm on the Instagram all day, the NE Scene. You can also follow us at Instagram and Twitter at the NE Scene. So like, subscribe, comment, support, rate, but only if you're going to give us five stars. We need it. It puts food on our plates. All right, it doesn't, but we need it because it helps us out. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any commentary on what I just said as far as uh, supporting the show? No, but I mean, I think the biggest thing is, is if you like us, it it does really help us out. It helps the show get a little bit more available. It it allows us to be higher in YouTube's algorithm. And on top of that, it is enough to kind of like expose us a little bit more. And I think the more people hear it, the more, you know, we'll get the word out about cool music. I think that's really ultimately what we really want to do is, is show that there's a bunch of bands out there that are awesome that you may know or may not know. And, and they have some cool shit to say. Exactly. So there's going to be more national acts, more local acts. And some of our friends to talk about their contributions to our local scene, Big acts, small acts, new acts, old acts. It's going to be crazy. Lots of acts. Crazy. You know how hard it was to say acts that many times and not mess it up? (laughs) (laughs) It was really difficult. I'm sure it was. I actually, after the third one, I was like, is he going to continue to say acts? Is this what's happening right now? (laughs) We'll also have on anyone that's really famous. So if there's any big time actors or that want to come on the show you can come right on yeah like if you're like mickey rourke and you're at home listening right now yeah get in touch with me we'll get you right on right to the front of the line danny devito (laughs) (laughs) oh i would absolutely yo romancing the stone that's a great movie is this the bus to cartagena (laughs) (laughs) it's my mule jefe (laughs) yeah dude that fucking movie holy shit man i haven't thought about that movie in a long time it's oh, it's a classic. It's Mike, Michael Douglas. My, Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Danny DeVito. Those are the only three I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. There's and the a, guy that plays the villain is awesome, too. That dude, he, the guy who gets his arm eaten by the alligator. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's a fucking great movie. God damn, yeah. that's a great movie. I guess that's it for this one. We had a great time. It was great talking to your wife, Tommy. Yeah. I'm glad she got to finally be a part of it because I feel like she's so, like, she's, She's such an integral part of what happens here, but she never gets to be on it. <laughs> like, yeah. This wouldn't happen without her because like, I couldn't be like, I'm going to watch three kids and do this. Like, it just wouldn't happen. So uh, I think having her on was awesome. And also, I think it was cool that uh, I don't remember now that it, she's talking about some of the stuff from college. I It's starting to bring up memories and I can't wait to go upstairs and be like, hey, wait, do you remember the time we did this? Or do you remember the time we went out? Like I, I started thinking about that time in our lives and it was like uh, very chaotic, but also very fun. What if you talk to her about it and you real and she doesn't remember any of it? And then you realize that everything is just a simulation and nothing is real. And the very fabric of your being just unravels. Wait, some like Truman Show type stuff? 
maybe or or like a like computer simulate like i like i'm plugged into the matrix somewhere the second one sounds cooler uh that would be devastating but at the same time if it feels real i'll just go with it like, yeah it, it feels real enough i'll i'll take that yeah like Keep- some red red pill shit you yeah, know, dude. I'm asleep. I'm living my best life. Yeah, fucking pizza tastes delicious still. I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of, uh, I have half a frozen pizza that I've eaten. <laughs> and I and and as is my Monday tradition, I will end the show and go eat the rest of it. What what do you when you just real quick, when you get frozen pizza, what do you get? Red Baron? No, I, <laughs> you're gonna laugh, but Elio's pepperoni. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna laugh. I love Elio's. Okay. We just don't get it anymore because Costco doesn't carry it. When I'm home, I eat like a five-year-old because I just don't care. I eat turkey sandwiches and frozen pizza and I'll order dinners and I make breakfast. I see. I I am when I'm at home and I have like all of the stuff around me, that's my first inclination is like, let's make something cool. Like when I come home from the skate park, uh, it depends on what day it is, like Saturday or Sunday. I make a big deal out of like making like a big breakfast on the weekend. Yes. So this weekend was sausage, egg and cheese bagels. And the uh, next day was uh, pancakes with all different kinds of color, like tie dye swirl colors in them and chocolate chips. And when you have a family, at least from my experience, you are more inclined to cook because you oh, have yeah. other people to think about besides yourself. Yeah. And it's the other thing with like having like young kids it's hard to get them to eat like decent food. So many yes. times, they, like so many times they want to do like, can I have chicken nuggets? Can I have chicken nuggets? You know, like, and it's like, they will eat the same meal every, I ate the same lunch for 25 years, Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's eat, what I do. I eat the same things almost every day. Like they, yeah, they'll, they'll eat the same. They, they have no problem. If I told them your choice for lunch and dinner was chicken nuggets, hot dogs, or um, we get frozen pizza from Giant. Like, if those were their three options, they would always look at me and be like, "One of those," and they would smile and be like, "Wait, frozen pizza? Yeah, frozen pizza." Like they would yeah. be, exci- they'd be excited for it. Frozen pizza is great, but you gotta eat, you gotta eat good food. I'm working on it. I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to realize that I really got to change things because even I'm getting sick of my diet. Like I feel it. I uh. feel it wear- wearing me down. Like Saturday, I ordered a uh, salad, and that was my dinner, and it felt good. So I, I'm I'm going to have to change, and I'm going to have to change soon, but I can't do it tonight. Well, tomorrow's another day. Every passing moment's a chance to turn it around, Keith. <laughs> That's beautiful. We're going to end it on that note. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and until next time.